Welcome to the Future Design Academy podcast, which is all about how to find and do the work you love. Hosted by Rachel Sparks, master career navigator, author, and international HR executive. This show is where you will learn how to deliberately design your career and ultimately be your best self and do your best work. Hello everyone, welcome to the Career Navigator Online group coaching course. This is the Do It course. I am Rachel Sparks, your Career Navigator. We are at lesson eight, Master Your Recruiters. And just as a reminder, we are in module two, Positioning, and we are in the last lesson of module two, step eight, Master Your Recruiters. So just uh, to, before we start, I want to really define what I mean by recruiters. So obviously there's um, different types of recruiters. Recruiters are people who hire people into roles. Their role in life is to identify talent or identify people and put them into jobs. So there's internal recruiters. Internal recruiters are people who work for an organization um, normally work inside human resources and are paid by the organization to place people in roles. Um, they normally have a lot of jobs on and they are not incentivized with money by placing lots of people into roles. Then we've got external recruiters and this is what most people refer to when they talk about recruiters. Um, these are recruiters that work in agencies. In Australia, there's um, agencies such as Hayes and Hudson and they are the recruiters who are paid by organizations to find talent in the market uh, and then place those into the roles. Normally they are paid on a contingent basis which means the organization say a bank would call the recruiter and say hey I've got this job to fill here's the job uh, position description and when they fill it then they get paid the money normally on a percentage of the fee so for example if the role is paying $100,000 and the fee is 15% then the recruiter when the person is um, placed into the role normally on the start date gets paid $15,000 that's how it works when you're dealing with an external recruiter normally because they're being paid such a high amount of money, they're going to be looking for 10 out of 10 that the organization has given them on their shopping list. So you wanna be making sure that you'll have excellent communication skills about what you can do, what your skills and capabilities are, and your match for the role. If you're working for an internal recruiter, they're going to be looking for a match, but they're much more interested in speed. They're much more interested in placing things quickly because they probably get paid bonuses or just get their thrills out of placing jobs quickly, but they don't necessarily um, get paid big bonuses on placement. So other types of recruiters outside of internal recruiters and external recruiters are HR and, and otherwise known as talent acquisition. So you might see when you're looking on LinkedIn, when you're trying to connect with people, they might not refer to themselves as a recruiter. They might call themselves HR or they might call themselves talent acquisition. So that's just something to keep in mind. What we're going to be focusing on today though is agency recruiters. Most of the complaints I get are about agency recruiters. They don't have a great reputation because ultimately these people are salespeople. So what I want to teach you today is that, that they are paid for by the companies to place talented people into those roles and they are paid a lot of money to do that. The reason why they can come across to you as candidates 
in not the best light is because their loyalty first and foremost is to the organization that pays them the money. I worked as a recruiter for 12 years out of my 15 years in this industry and I agree that there's some underhanded and not so ethical behavior that goes on with recruiters but mostly their service is first and foremost to the organization that's paying them the money to to find them the talent. However, um, they should be doing it in a courteous way, um, but there's some logistical challenges that mean they can't always communicate with you when you're not successful for a role or why you're not successful for the role. The two biggest reasons are they just don't have time. So if you can imagine an agency recruiter might have 20 to 40 jobs on at one time and 100 to 150 people are applying for any one of those roles. So that's 2,000 people on a weekly basis that they're having to review CVs and get back to, they just physically don't have the time to let every single person know why they're not suitable for the role. The second thing is there are legal reasons why they can't actually tell you why they're not suitable for the role sometimes. So I've had situations where people have interviewed for roles and the reasons that the client has given me, I just cannot for legal reasons, pass on that feedback to the client. And it's not because I'm doing the wrong thing, it's because the client has said something completely irresponsible. And I just cannot um, pass on that feedback without there being legal, legal ramifications. So I just have to say to that um, candidate, they haven't been successful for the role. And look, this is just unfortunately the reality of the recruitment industry. So sometimes you don't get the right feedback because there's time reasons and legal reasons. And then there's sometimes, I guess, what I would call delicacy reasons, as in maybe you didn't do so great in an interview, but the line manager and the recruiter, they don't they're not paid for by you. They don't have your best interests at heart. They're not a career coach. They're not going to sit there and say, well, you're not really explaining yourself the best way in your interview, or you're not presenting yourself the best way, or you don't have the best social media profile. They're not there to coach you in your career. So you may be missing things that they're not necessarily interested in helping you with because you're they're not you're not paying their bills. So that's where somebody like me, a career coach, will come into it and really sit down with you and say, okay, I can see what's going on here. I can see what the gaps are. I can see what your blind spots are and be able to, in a nice way, but firm way, let you know where some of your um, weaknesses are when it comes to this whole game of job hunting and um, moving up the career ladder or designing your career. Okay, so more on that. I'm really looking forward to the um, group discussions on recruiters because Hit me with it, with all your questions, because, um, yeah, like I said, a lot of the anxiety and um, confusion with recruiters comes from just not understanding why they think and how they think. So let's just remove all of that and think about, okay, well, what is the best way to get recruiters to work for me instead of just wondering why I'm hearing back to them and starting to feel like, you know, maybe you aren't any good at all. So what I want you to think about is, well, what's the point in mastering your recruiter network? Because, you know, I've been talking to you about networking. I've been talking to you about finding your own opportunities. So why um, hit up recruiters in the first place? Well, the point is I want you to be saving time. So I want you to have three to five recruiters in your network who do have access to jobs that you wouldn't normally have access to. So absolutely, they can be gateways to opportunities, but I don't want you wasting time with recruiters who are going to waste your time. The second thing is I want you to increase your confidence. A lot of people, when they start looking for jobs, they go, okay, I'm going to apply on Seek 
and or job boards and I'm going to um, get in touch with a bunch of recruiters and then they don't hear back from the jobs that they apply and then they don't hear back from the recruiters and they, their confidence really takes a dive because they start to think, well, maybe I'm not any good. And that's not just not the case. It's just the recruiters don't have those jobs that they're looking for or they're not communicating to the recruiters in the right way. So this lesson is going to save you time but also increase your confidence and go, oh, actually, I am quite good. I'm just not communicating with these recruiters in the right way. So this recruiter strategy will help you figure out what the right way is to um, communicate to the recruiters depending on where they sit in this um, model. So if you look at the y-axis on this side over here, we've got recruiters who don't know you and over here we've got recruiters who do know you. And then up on the y-axis, we've got recruiters who know what you do or know what you want. And then we've got recruiters who don't know what you do or don't know what you want. So you could probably think of your three to five recruiters. If there's more than that, that's fine. And think about, okay, well, I've got you know XYZ recruiter from Hayes and they absolutely know what I do and they do know me and that person sits here. And then, and then there's a bunch of recruiters I've identified on LinkedIn and they know me but maybe they don't know that I'm looking so let's put them down here and then there might be a couple of recruiters that you know of but you've never met them you've never contacted them and again you don't they don't know what anything about you so they're going to come down here and then there might be a bunch of recruiters who again don't know you but they might know about you somehow so maybe they've been referred to you somehow um, through someone so you haven't met them but they they might know about you uh, maybe they've contacted you or reached out to you. They're, these are the headhunters. And so these, these one or two people might go here. So this becomes your strategy of how to manage these people. So if they know what you do and they do know you, then you're going to reach out to these people. So you're going to have your top five. You're going to circle those top five every 90 days. So you're just going to put in your diary, um, just an email or just a reminder to contact those top five people. Just do it all on one on the same morning, um, just so it's simple for you. And just keep them top of mind. Just let them know what's going on in your career. Um, the strategy for that is just front of mind. So whatever works for you, whether it's an email or just quick call or just a little note on LinkedIn or just something of value, you just want to um, contact those people once every 90 days, regardless of whether or not you're looking for a job, and just let them know what you're up to in your career. And that's it. Um, if you're not looking, that's fine. Just tell them that. Um, but what you want to do is it's a front of mind strategy uh, and it's a contact strategy or proactive contact strategy. With the recruiters that know you but don't know what you want, whether or not you're working or looking, you want to educate them. So um, you would obviously catch up with them if you can, meet them face-to-face -face is the best, and have a communication plan. So that would be maybe sending them a blog, maybe sending them an email about the types of roles, the types of industries you'd be interested in, um, and absolutely, again, then circling them back up into this um, circle five if you can get them up here. If you've got people in this segment here who don't know what you do but also don't know who you are, then of course you want to create awareness. So this is where your positioning and your promotion strategies come into place, which is what we start to get into um, a lot more in the next module. So again, we've been talking about positioning, about networking, social media, your personal brand in this uh, module. So you'll be thinking about your blogs, um, what you do to value add, what are you doing from a speaking perspective, and maybe you might send them an article that will help them understand you know, what it is that you do. But of course, um, you want to be promoting to them the value that you can add to organizations as well. And again, at some point, you want to be uh, a call to action here. 
to then educate what it is that you want and then to get them back after this quadrant, which is where you want all of your, um, your sort of inner circle recruiters, I would say. And then up here, this is um, recruiters who contact you, basically. They've connected with you. They know what you do, uh, but they don't know you. So they've probably contacted you on LinkedIn, and it's probably, or somebody has referred you to them. So they've connected with you. So what you again want to do is you want to let them know about yourself. Um, you probably want to meet the person if they have roles in industries and companies of interest, and again, decide whether or not they're going to remain in your top five um, front of mind circle. Of course, you can have more than five, but five is probably about right. Just a tip on people who are in this quadrant up here or recruiters who are in this quadrant up here. You want to be really clear about the organisations they work with, the people that they constantly network with, the roles, the last sort of five or ten roles that they've placed because these are, this is the pool of work that they're constantly in. If that's not of interest to you whatsoever, they're not the best recruiters for you. Um, so make sure that when you're sitting down and meeting them and sort of interviewing, I guess, a potential recruiter for you, you want to be making sure that they make sense with what you do in your career. So for example, if you're in medical devices and then I start talking about um, IT sales roles, then that's not the right recruiter for you. They're too broad. You want to be right in the mix of somebody who's always going to be in the flow and in the traffic of the, the roles that you are interested in. So hopefully that will help you think about what you can do in the worksheet. sheet. I'm going to um, have four different sections uh, and so you can really start to think about this, these four areas and how to move people into this top quadrant so that you're not wasting time on the wrong people. And if you do come across a recruiter and do find yourself engaging with them, I really want you to think about, okay, which quadrant are they in and what do I need to do out of one of these two actions in each quadrant to move them up into this quadrant here so I'm saving time and not affecting my confidence when I'm going out and talking to them in the market. The biggest takeaway I want you to take from this course is don't rely on recruiters alone to get you roles. I do think it's part of a strategy for job hunting, but it's not the only strategy. They're not the only doorway into roles. I would prefer you to be knocking on doors directly because that's the hidden job market and that's where you're much more likely to get roles because by the time roles get to recruiters, they've already gone through their own private networks. They've already gone through their internal networks. The roles already probably be being advertised um, via multiple recruiters, so you've got lots of competition. So the challenge with speaking to recruiters is not so much the recruiter themselves, is the fact that you're probably competing with 150 minimum people from that recruitment company times by four. So normally, most companies go to a minimum of two to four agencies when they go out to market. So another tip is to, when you're speaking to recruiters, is ask, do you have this role on exclusively? Uh, because then you won't necessarily be um, competing with 600 other people. You might only be competing with 100 other people. Um, and also another key is to ask how long have you had this role on for. Uh, when I was working in recruitment, I would want to place a role straight away. So as soon as I got the role on, I would walk back into the office and I would try and find people in my database that day. So if the role had been more than a day, two days old, then you're probably missing the role when it's um, going through recruitment, uh, recruitment channels or, or through a recruiter. So anyway, we can um, talk about that in the live group 
Looking forward to the discussion in the community forums and the live catch-up. Hopefully that's been helpful. And um, again, add your comments down below or keep them for the group um, talking. This has been Rachel Sparks, your career navigator. Love your work. Thank you for listening to the Future Design Academy podcast. We believe that everyone can design a career that aligns to their unique passions and talents and find the courage to take that path. We hope that you have enjoyed the show and will take action to apply something learned today so that you too can find and do the work you love. Don't forget to subscribe for more inspiring and practical episodes from Rachel and the Future Design Academy. If you are interested in working with Rachel to be your best self and do your best work and are ready to design the career you really want, then please head to www.futuredesignacademy.com and check out her online and group coaching programs today.